Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing out there? Welcome to the side jump. You know, today's show is real special, but let me introduce my get my host that's always with me, Miss Sharon Mullen, the chocolate girl. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing out there? Thanks for joining us this morning. How you doing, Dennis? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Uh, today's show for me is really special because um, I always wanted to be a disc jockey. So I always want to interview them and know exactly what they do, how they get into things. And uh, I named today's show Goddamn That DJ Made My Day. All right. That's how I named today's show because that's how I feel about being a DJ. And today we have DJ RB with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, Hello. make some noise for DJ RB. All hey, right. hey, hey, DJ R&B, all right. Hey, hey, hey. R&B, we in here. Yeah. How y'all doing? Doing, doing pretty good, man. Now, now, now listen. We oh, we also have DJ J Will in the building, but we, what's going on, man? DJ R&B, um, DJ J Will, all right. DJ R&B, uh, how did you get your name? Honestly, my name is Reggie Brown, so it's my initials, and I kind of just threw the end there to spice it up. There's like no crazy backstory. It's actually literally my initials, and I threw the end there to kind of spice it up. Okay, okay. That's, that's yeah. what's up. So, that's so your good. middle name is, does not start with an N. It does There's not. No, it, it's okay. Not, it's, no, nah, it does not. <laughs> That's the point. That is so funny to me. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute, man. Hey, have we started? I thought this started at 10. 9.30. Nah, 9.30 today. Oh, man. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought it was 10. My oh, bad. you good because uh, DJ R&B got a gig he got to go to after this. I think. Are you, you doing a wedding today? Now, it's, yeah, it's um, private. I actually don't know what kind of It's like some private party for some company. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea what kind of it is. It's not a wedding. He is going to show up and do his thing. I love it. Okay, now, 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 what's the craziest event that you've ever worked? I DJed a swingers party before. And I don't know if y'all know what a swinger party. I know it's kind of early in the weekend, but that's basically, I'm DJing. People are literally having sex over there in the corner. Like, yeah. People walking what? around naked, it, it, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, I, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. I ain't know about that one. Hmm. Wow. Talk offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that you just don't know. Now, now, how long have you been DJing? All together, I've been DJing for ten years, and I've been DJing full time for six years. Okay. Now. Have you ever, well, do you remember the night that you bombed as a DJ? Like, you just, you know, you just couldn't get things right. Yes and no. Like, at the time, I felt like I did good, but I record all of my mixes. So when I go back now and listen to it, I'm like, whoa, what was I doing? <laughs> I guess it's one of those events where it's a bunch of white girls, they just dance to anything. But for me, it's like, whoa, what was I playing? Transitions is all, song section, whoa. So it's kind of looking back on it. I consider it a bomb, but at the time, 
like I said, white girls, a lot of times they dance anything. So we'll jump around. I don't call it dancing, but they, they jump around to anything. Okay. <laughs> and what's, what's, what's the best and worst thing about being a DJ? The best thing is definitely the vibe. When you DJ for a room full of hundreds of people, you get everybody in the same energy lane. That's when like you can turn off the music and the, the whole crowd is singing it back to you. That's when you like got them in the palm of your hand. It's like it's hard to describe, but just so like powerful. You literally got the whole room in the palm of your hand. Where whatever you play, I could play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and the whole crowd is gonna sing along with you and a Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And now the worst part, request is definitely request. But I'm sure we're gonna touch on that a little bit later, but definitely. Wow, go ahead. Talk about that. Why is it that you do not take requests? Because DJing is an art form. That's what people fail to realize. Like, you don't interrupt Beyonce on her show. Hey, Beyonce, sing Naughty Girl instead. No, you sit your ass down and enjoy the show. And plus, the thing, most requests are either one of three things. It's something I already played, meaning you just came to the party late. You missed it. Better luck next time. Something I'm absolutely not going to play. Like, I hear people come up all the time. Bro, can you play the chicken song? That would be hilarious. I'm like, this is not a comedy night. I'm not trying to be hilarious. So, no, mm -hmm. definitely not going to play that. Or something I'm definitely going to play. If it's the hottest song in the world, of course I'm going to play it. Just not at 10 o'clock. But, of course, I'm going to play it. Enjoy the mm -hmm. vibes. Follow the story. Just relax. I got this. I'm a professional. So I know what I'm doing. I got this. Okay. That's right. So who's the, best, who's the best DJ you've ever seen? I have the best DJ I've ever seen live. Was actually, he's actually a DJ who lives in my area, North Carolina, DJ JB. He's, a, he's like an old school DJ where he like, he does all the scratches. And he had like, I never, my favorite DJ, like when I hear is Kid Capri, but I never seen Kid Capri live. You know, I am going to see him live this Sunday at the Hive in Raleigh, cheap plug. But the, from what I've seen in person was actually DJ JB. Like when I said, we, we get the whole crowd in your palm of your hand, he has that down to a T because he's been DJ for over 30 years. So mm -hmm. he has that down to a T. Well, yeah, whatever he, he plays, he just controls the whole crowd. He's really good on the microphone. He, got, he can scratch. He can make transitions to flawless. He's diverse. He doesn't just play one type of music. It's lit. He's flawless. He has no flaws. All right, so let me get your top five DJs. This is your top five. My top five. Number one will be Kid Capri. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Those are like more of the famous ones I usually like listen to a lot. Of course, you got people like DJ Scratch, like some of the legends. And in terms of some of the newer ones, Believe it or not, I went to a concert and I seen DJ Mustard, you know, Mustard on the video. I seen him DJ. He's actually really dope live, believe it or not, mm -hmm. which is crazy because he's like known for his producing, but he's actually a really dope DJ live, which is crazy. Like, I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but like, he was booked at a concert as a DJ. So he, I, th I think he's just going to play his songs. Nah, he DJed a whole 30 minute set and it was crazy. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna throw him up there. And like I said, DJ JB. This is no particular order, by the way. This is my five that come to mind. That's, that's good. That's, that's definitely good. Okay. All right. 
Um, Sharon, it's up to you now, Sharon. Oh, okay. So I'm on. I'm on. Okay. So, uh, how did you tell the story, Reggie? Or sorry, DJ R&B, of how you guys started in the DJ business in the first place, full time? Well, basically, like I started DJing, like well, DJing back in college. But like I said, this is like little laptop virtual DJ, so it wasn't really DJing. Well, basically, I would always go out. I like, I like the party. I've been partying since college, like I said. So I, I would go out to parties, and I'm like, these DJ mixes don't sound right, because I just have a natural ear for music. A lot of people don't know I play the piano, so like, I know about keys and stuff. So I'm like, this DJ is not doing it right. So I would go home on my little laptop and do the same mix the way it's supposed to sound. And I would do this like, little house, little dorm parties, and people were like, "Yo, you're dope. This is crazy." So that's how I started doing that. And the reason I started doing full time because I was working at Time Warner Cable back before the Spectrum, and it just wasn't self fulfilling. Because I, I love music, and like I said, I love the party. So they say you like to do something, figure out a way to make money from it, and live from it. So look, that's literally how it happened. You know what? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to do this full time. I didn't have no money saved up for nothing. And so I kind of just like, either I'm gonna make it work or I'm gonna be homeless. And thank God it worked. Cause six years <laughs> later, I'm still out here grinding, still doing it. So thank God it worked. Yeah. What keeps you, what, keep, what, what made you decide to do that? And how did you overcome whatever fear you have of failure? I mean, were you scared at all? Or was this just something you knew you were gonna do and that's it? <laughs> I just knew I was gonna do it. I'm like, look, either I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's a 50-50 chance. Either I'm gonna succeed or I'm gonna fail. I like those odds. You tell me I got a 50-50 chance of winning the Mega Millions tomorrow, I'm buying a ticket right now. Mm. That's that's good mm. odds. As long as you put in as long as I put in the work, is there's just no way I can fail. It's just like mm. how? I see other DJs out here doing it and they're lazy. They literally DJ just the weekends. I DJ six days a week because I got hustle on me. Mm -hmm. And he's not exaggerating, y'all. Try trying to make it to every one of his shows in a week. It kicked my butt. That's all I'm going to say. It just kicked my ass for months. Um, so I love DJs, as you know. Reggie knows me pretty well, y'all. He, he's been knowing me for several years. I love a good DJ. I love music. Dennis and Jay, y'all know how much I love music. We talk about music all the time. But whenever you go to an event, the key thing is the music and the ambiance in the room. And DJs make are responsible for all that, really. They really are. They're very important to any event. And so, Reggie, we, we've talked about this many times before, but why is it that event planners and venue owners and just regular old folks, why do they try to lowball DJs when they're trying to book a DJ as if their services are expendable and not important. They want to get you on the low all the time. What What is that about? I know you have a theory. I know you do. Yeah. Well, the main, well it's two things. The main part is, one, because DJs allow it. Like, of course, there's no like big DJ unions, but if everybody said, no, I'm not DJ for $75 in beer, it's just, they're not going to just not have a DJ. They're going to be forced to pay a good wage to somebody else. They're going to be forced to pay it. DJs got to start learning their worth. 
And what kills me these days, I can't even say well, you get what you pay for because there's really good DJs DJing for pennies. For some, what reason? I have no idea. But there's good DJs out here DJing for pennies. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear DJs on the radio, like even many times they be like, "Hey, our budget is 150." I'm like, "Kiss my ass, hell no, not no." And then I see like the flyer come out with some radio DJ on there. I'm like, "Bro, you DJing on these FM radio stations and you doing gigs for 150? Like, come on, bro, you messing up the whole market." That's number one. And number two, not to defend it, but a lot of times they don't know any better because they don't, they don't, they don't know the DJ market here. Like they know. Well, I, I was paying this last guy this, so this is not good enough for you? I'm like, no, it's not. The last guy was doing it for pennies, but I'm mm-hmm. not. So basically, it's, it's the, it's, a lot of times, it's the DJ's fault. We got to start demanding what we were. If we don't ask for what we, don't ask for what we were, it'll never happen. Did you? Like, now, I know people, first... sorry, I, I know people, yeah, like, especially in the wedding market, like, a lot of these, like, DJs out here doing weddings, they can't even DJ. But because they know the market, they're getting two thousand plus per gig, and they can't even DJ. So you telling me there's DJs out here who can DJ, who's really dope, and they're gonna settle for like hundred and fifty dollars? Makes no sense. That's crazy. Makes no sense. When when did you? Well, from the beginning, obviously. But when did you just decide enough is enough? I'm going to. I know I can command this. I'm worth this, and this is what I'm taking. I'm not taking nothing less. Period. Once I started DJing, I started building up a little resume. I had visuals behind me. I started building up a following. And the following is the key, especially like DJing clubs, because I know how many people I can draw. So I know what I'm worth. If I bring 50 people to your spot, you charge $10 to get in. That's $500 you're making for me alone. So for that, I could have had a house party and made $500. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, right. so you're not gonna pay me 150, and I bring if I bring you money like that, no, mm-hmm. I, I want at least half what I'm worth plus a DJ fee on top of that. But these days they want you to promote, they want you to do everything. So if I, so I want half the door plus my DJ fee plus a rider list, which is like food and drinks. So I'm, and at the end of the day, if you can draw a crowd, you have the power. Mm-hmm. If I'm not there, my people's not coming. So. You know what? And that's a true that's a true story right there because you 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 know how I am with that. I don't go see everybody. Yeah. I don't go see everybody, but shout out to DJ JB. I will go see him all over the triangle and everywhere. Yeah. That's another DJ I will go see. Yeah. But I will go see you and I'll see him and a couple of others on the short list. Uh but another question yeah. I got for you. You are the founder and creator of the great Kingdom Karaoke, y'all. Kingdom Karaoke. I am, now, I am, I, I know am. Dennis and Jay, I know y'all probably have been or even participated in karaoke, right? So you used to karaoke show. No, no. Nothing like the Kingdom Karaoke experience at all. So I want uh-huh. you to, Reggie, first of all, I want you to tell, tell the people how you came up with the idea of your experience and what makes the Kingdom Karaoke experience stick out from all other karaoke uh, gigs out there? Well, the, the way I came up with Kingdom Karaoke, when I said well, my ex used to love karaoke, so we got to love karaoke bars, whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, my, 
this is when I started working on Time Warner Cable. So my head is clicking. I'm like, hmm, these people are making at least this amount. I see they got gigs five days a week. They're caking and they're literally just sitting at a table with a laptop and they're caking right now. But I'm like, something about what they're doing is like, it's just too basic. It's not clicking. And like a lot of them out there, they're Caucasian. They're Caucasian. So I'm like, you know what? What's missing is some seasoning. We need to see this. We need to put some, they're missing the culture with it. They're missing the culture. <laughs> so I'm like, when you're thinking of hip hop culture, of course, you got, you got like rap, of course. You got dancing, like b-boying. You got DJing. You got like graffiti and stuff. So I started, you like, you know what? I'm going to contribute the elements of hip hop into the, and I'm going to see how it works. Because, you know, black people, we like to dance. We, we be kicking in the kitchen, but we're going to be doing a two-step with it. We love to dance. We don't want to just sing and sing slow songs and sit down all night. Now nah, we like to mm-hmm. dance. So being right. that I can actually DJ, I started combining the two. Like, you know, this is going to be hip-hop kind of karaoke. It's going to have all the elements involved with it. Everything's going to be crazy with it. So I started doing that. People was like, at first the haters were like, you can't DJ and do karaoke. The singers want to sing. They don't want to dance. I'm like, Nah, yeah, they, they do. You don't know black people. Yeah, they do. We want to do both. We want to have a good time anywhere we go. That's right. We're laughing mm-hmm. a party. Mm-hmm. We, could be, we could be dead, tired, sick, whatever. Yeah. We, we still going to get out there for at least one dance. Yeah. At least one. <laughs> and people, and I started doing it. People were like, yo, this is dope. I'm like, yeah, they might not get to sing six times a night like other places. They might only get to sing twice. But when they leave, they had the time of their life. They be, they're going to be sewing them on the phone without dancing, but they had the time in the life. So it's literally mm-hmm. hip-hop karaoke, literally. All the elements of hip-hop and karaoke are fused together. And so far, well, we took over the whole area and see. You sum it up very well in your slogan, we sing, dance, and enjoy life. Enjoy life. That's, yeah. that's the experience right there. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, so if anybody that's listening... If you're in the area and you see advertised Kingdom Karaoke, you gotta go check out the show because That's it's not, it's a show. It's an experience. It's not, it's like it's not we got lights. Just, like, no. we bring like, like, like mm-hmm. days lights, we got like smoke, we got everything. It's literally a whole concert experience. This is the closest a lot of people get to performing at the BT Awards, feel like that. So I must admit, I must also mention you are an award-winning DJ. Can you oh, yeah. quickly oh, yeah. just go down the list of your the awards that you've won, really quickly? Because we don't yeah. have a lot of time. Um, in fact, I'm two oh, minutes yeah. over your time, so go ahead and list the awards. Yeah, that you've won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I won, I won the DJ of the Year at the Bull City Music Awards, DJ of the Year at the Carolina Music Awards. I have an uh, open mic I do with Mira I am from the K97.5 the radio station. We won best open mic three years in a row. And mm-hmm. of course, I was nominated for a bunch of other awards. A lot of them I should have won, but <laughs> we're not going to get into that. We out of time because I, <laughs> I can go all the day about that one. So, <laughs> All right. So the last thing I wanted you to tell anybody listening who's thinking about becoming a DJ, what's the best advice you can give them? Practice, practice. Practice, practice, practice. Like literally, that's the only like I told myself how to do. I didn't take lessons or anything. The best way is practice. Make sure your transitions are flawless. Train wrecking is never okay. 
Like that's never train wreck. That's not okay at all. Your transition, make sure that's flawless. In terms of song selection or reading the crowd, when you're actually out there, you learn that's kind of something I think you have to learn on the fly. You have to take your failures with that sometimes. Sometimes you might play a song or people look at you like, what is that? But that's how you learn. So it's not the really like, let just practice the craft of how to, how to DJ, how to go from one deck to the other deck, how to transition flawlessly. Maybe a little scratching technique, just practice. All right. Well, do you have any other questions, Dennis? Cause that's all the questions. That's all the time we really have. Oh, DJ and R and B man, we, I'm glad you came through, man. Um, uh, yeah, wish you well on your uh, event today. Uh, and wish you well Thank in the you. future. Appreciate gonna you, bro. Appreciate a, we're, we're gonna have a part two, so we're gonna bring you back. Okay? I'm with it. So we're gonna I'm have we're gonna have a part two. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> all right, we know you have to go, so we'll see you later. And good luck at your gig today. See you all soon, right, dear. You. Take care, brother. Right. DJ Jay Will. Now, Yo. So you, got a, you got a whole different aspect to the game, man, because you were. I like uh, that brim. I'm sorry, Dennis. I, oh, I got to right compliment on. him on the brim. I just, man. I'm not used to that on him. I got to say yeah. that. All right. Little Kango action, little Kango. All right. right. Sorry about that, Dan. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, sir. Oh, you didn't zar <laughs> me. And then. <laughs> hey, things, hey, he is listening. He's in the shout, comments. Shout out to Zar. <laughs> shout out to Zar. Hey, uh, listen. Um, like I said, you got a whole different aspect, man. You were a by the crate old school DJ. Yeah, yeah wax. Right, wax. L LPs. <laughs> what, what made what made you start with the wax by the crate and everything? I mean that's 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 all there was back in the in the in the in the eighties. Um and I know I'm telling my age, but that's all there was. I mean, it, you know, we transitioned from the the vinyl to the CDs, but you know, back then that's all you had was wax. So um you couldn't you couldn't DJ with a cassette, you know, with a cassette deck. So um that's all we had was wax. And um <clears throat> you know, like like the DJs of today. You know, me and my, my three buddies, uh, Sean and John, um, two of my best friends in the world, man. We yeah. used to actually Sean sit and back. John, really? Sean and John, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Two of my best friends, man. We used to actually, during the daytime, we would sit back and count the beats per minute on each, you know, song. And that's how we actually put our uh, singles or albums. Like if an album had like seven or eight uh, tracks on it, we would have the beats per minute on that. And that's how we would put our records in the crate so that you could always stay in control of the party. You know, you, you know, uh, uh, 90, 91 beats per minute, you know, you, you keep everything in order. And that way it was always like, you know, you didn't have to think like, okay, what, what should I play next? You know, you, you, everything was in order for you to play, so. Okay. Oh, right. that's so, something so I didn't back know. Then you, okay, so. You come out, you say, I want to be a DJ. I, I, I never said I wanted to be a DJ. I think I just kind of fell into it. Uh, <clears throat> um, I think the first party I ever DJed was uh, we were in high school and uh, it was like a birthday party. And we took uh, we took our, my, my mom's uh, home speakers and ran the speaker wires down the wall. And uh, that was like the first time and uh, we I had ever DJed and 
it was just it was it was cool i kind of liked the attention at first you know this is back in high school so all the girls were like oh man you know jay jay is djing and it's like okay cool that was like my first i think that was probably like 87 so mm-hmm. yeah now uh yeah like i was saying back, back when you was djing what, what was one of the best times you had djing oh man um one of the best times I'd have to say uh, I opened for uh, I opened for Sugar Free uh, at wow. uh, this this place called the Sound Factory in San Francisco, and um, uh, I had actually met his manager at another gig that I was doing, and um, at first I just thought he was gassing me, you know, and he was like, "Nah, man, you know, like give me a card, I'm gonna get in touch with you, I'm gonna have my people, you know, get in touch with you," and I'm like, "Okay, whatever, man, this dude's gassing me," but then his people really, you know, got at me and, and we, we got the contract signed and it was cool. I was only up there for probably 30, 45 minutes, but it was just cool to, you know, mess sugar free. And it was, that, that was, that was cool. That was cool. I see. That's great. Now, now who were the top five DJs that you've seen? Is it your top five that you like? My top five, uh, I'd have to say, uh, Jam Master J of Run DMC is really what inspired me. Um, we can get back to that later, but I got to go with, with Jam Master J, um, Kid Capri, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, it's a cat in New York, man, that um, I kind of got into in the 90s. Uh, his name is uh, DJ Tony Touch. He's a Puerto Rican cat. And... Uh, uh, I don't think he gets enough credit, but uh, Tony Touch, they call him Tony Toka. Um, he's up there. Oh, man. Um, my fifth my fifth favorite DJ, and, and I'll spread it out. I kind of like how all these artists are uh, like these, you know, like like Erica Badu. She'll, she started DJing and she'll just, you know, uh, post it. And, you know, she's going to be DJing at, at a club in San Francisco or club in Chicago or whatever and and I kind of like how I just like the regular R&B I think Jill Scott does it too if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong but I like how the artists you know they they give you another aspect to you know to what to what they do and um, I've seen Erica Badu a couple of times and uh, she really knows how to work a room she she plays some 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 good jams so that's that's cool that's cool um what was what was the worst you know the day that you 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 bombed as a DJ? <clears throat> I don't know if I ever bombed, but I was playing at a uh, I was doing an event and uh, the power went out, oh. and so initially everybody thought that it was us. You know, everybody looked at us like you know, and people started laughing because you know, but the whole room was dark, you know, and so a lot of people. Uh, people were, you know, laughing and pointing at us, but the, the actual power went out in the building. So um, we felt like we bombed, though, because you know, all the attention is on the DJ at that point. Okay. Now Zara said, "Tell them about the town business. What's the town business? <laughs> what is Zara talking about, man? Uh, she, I mean, you know, town business. I call it town business. Um, it's just a. It's just a." a term of endearment, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you, when you from the town, you know what I'm saying? You go pop that collar, 
you know, you got a whole different kind of swag, you know. So I mean, that's 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 the town business with the with the with the slang and the and the lingos, and we just got a different. We carry ourselves different in the Bay, and we and that's town business, though. The Bay. The Bay. San Francisco Bay. The no. Bay Area, Oakland, the San Bay Francisco. Area we about? No, yeah. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. That was a that was a that was a good thing. Um, now, did you just keep your name the same as your DJ name, or did you go by another name? No, I was just always Jay Will, man. Like my my full name is Jay Wilson, and uh, Jay Will started from uh, um, just playing sports. You know, everybody just started calling me Jay Will, Jay Will, Jay Will, and I just, you know, went with you know DJ Will. You know, just uh, you know, I I wasn't trying to be too fancy with it. Just keep it simple. Okay. What's the craziest event you worked at? Let's say this. <laughs> Yeah, oh like, man um uh, I, I, <laughs> <Lincoln's> party <laughs> yeah that's 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 dope though um I, uh yeah. yeah we'll talk about that but um i gotta say probably the craziest event because see like we've done uh when i say we i'm saying me and my one of my best friends john we've done a bunch of like we do everything from junior high middle school high school we do corporate gigs uh private gigs and i gotta say that the that one of the the craziest events we did a middle school and it was like from 3 p.m to 6 p.m it was a middle school and i could not believe at how fast the little girls were i mean the little girls were grabbing the little boys and humping on them and the little, you know, all the little boys were in a big group, like laughing and talking. And then a the little girl would just come and grab the boy, and shove him up against the wall and hump on him, hump on him, and then just walk off. And the little boy just standing there like, and, I mean, me and John, man, we, we, we sat back and laughed the entire party. Uh, that was just wild. I, I never knew that little, well, for, for me, when I was growing up, little girls weren't that fast. So that was, that was a, definitely an interesting event. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Little fast, little middle school girls. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was that. wild. All right. And this this is my last one. I need to know the best and the worst thing about being a being a DJ. Uh, the I think the 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 best thing for me, um, because I love music and I love all kinds of music. Um, so, um you and I had talked before, um, I like to, uh, I like to, to control the room. Um, and there's a lot of power. Uh, my man was actually talking about it. I, I heard him kind of chime in on it. There's a lot of power with the DJ. Um, you can control the room, you can kill a room. And so, um, if I got 10 people out on the dance floor, I'm going to play to them. If I got 200 people out on the dance floor, I'm going to play to them. You know, if you got people, what I noticed, uh, especially like doing clubs is people kind of, you know, nine o'clock, you know, everybody's kind of drinking, you know, a lot of people don't want to get out on the dance floor too early, you know, 10 o'clock, 1030, uh, you know, it, it starts to pick up and by 11, you know, you're at, at the height, at the peak, you know, people that had a few drinks, people starting to feel loose, um, and that's you know when 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 the party really starts. So I think that for me that's like that's the best part. 
I think the worst part is uh, how they low, how, you know, how, how you guys were talking about it, how they uh, will lowball the DJ. And uh, yeah. I always tell people, you know, if you want a $200 DJ, you get a $200 party. Um, you know, I've had people, you know, come to me and say, hey, man, I, I need you uh, to do an event for, you know, eight hours and I can only pay you, you know, 250 And that's not that's never going to happen. You know, and if you can find somebody to still, you know, do an event, you know, for, for eight hours for $225, $250, then you, you get what you pay for. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I don't like, you know, like uh, it was a DJ R&B, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, people will try and, and, and lowball you. And that's, I have I had never had a problem saying, OK, well. Uh, go ahead and, and find a DJ that's going to do it for 200 And then uh, if you can't find them, come back to me. And I, I, a lot of times I've had people come back to me and have to pay, you know, what, what I asked for. So. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Shane, you got any questions, Shane? Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do you think it is, Jay Will? that people do try to lowball the dj i asked r&b that we heard his response well, what, what do you I, think I, I just think that that people you know people will 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 only do what you let them do to you and mm -hmm. you know without a good dj your party is trash so you can you know you can try and lowball you can try and you know i'm gonna go get you know dj dennis that nobody's heard of, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I just think that, that, that everybody is trying to cut corners. Everybody is trying to, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, the promoters, they want to put all the money in their pocket. You know, the, mm -hmm. the clubs, the, you know, like for, for me personally, the, the, I love doing corporate events because when you do corporate events, you pretty much can just tell them whatever you want and they're going to give it to you. You know, you, you do a Christmas party for Kaiser Hospital and you, you know, tell them $3,000 and you go bring it, you know, you got a light show and, you know, the, hey, no problem. You know what I mean? But it, when you start to get into the more private events and everybody is trying to cut corners to put more money in their pocket. And I guess they feel like, OK, well, he's just, you know, they're just a DJ. They're just playing the music. But that's that's your entire party. You know, people come to. Right to see the DJ and even if the people don't know who the DJ is, people want to come and listen to a, you know, good music, good, good blends, keep the party flowing. And if you got a DJ that, that, that just will play a song and let the whole song fade out, you know, and, and, and then it's quiet and then they play the next song, well, you, you're not going to have a good party. So. But don't you think they know this? It's like I, I, they have to know oh, how important the music is. <laughs> they I they mean, know. I still it still doesn't make sense to me why they feel like that role we can lowball on versus mm -hmm. this over here. I mean, you gotta have good food and whatever, mm -hmm. and you gotta have good music. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's it's gonna be trash. And if you can't afford to get quality, maybe you shouldn't be having an event. That's I what agree. I look at. It. Honestly. They lowball everything. Yeah. They'll lowball the food. They'll lowball mm -hmm. the uh, 
Yeah, but nothing—it's nothing like the DJ though. With I mean, again, I, at the end of the I, day, I've got, that's I've got some catering, pocket. some catering folks, and yeah, they do get low low ball. Mm. But just like Jay was saying, somebody, okay, somebody, as you all may know, R and B is a DJ that I used to manage, right? Mm. So I used to book good gigs for him, and someone actually um, asked me if I could get him to perform a five-hour gig for $150 mm. and outside in the sun. Mm. I'm like, $150? Mm. No. I'm sorry. Ain't gonna happen. You charge $30 an hour and you stand it out in the hot sun, there's no guarantee that there was going to be a tent up for him to keep him mm. in the shade and his equipment and all that. Then you got to first, and then you have to consider the fact a DJ brings his all of his equipment. Depending on the DJ, that mm -hmm. could include as much as first you've got the actual turntables and the board and all that. Then you, you got, got one or two laptops. Here. You got a big mic here, and you might have two on the stand with the DJ by himself. Then if you're doing karaoke, he's going to bring extra mics for the singers. Mm -hmm. Then you, he might bring his own table. You got to put the little branding material around it. You're not going to just have a plain table sitting there. Then with R&B, he brings a whole light show with him. It's not like you're getting just the DJ standing there with the stuff. He brings lights. Now, of course, it's going to be a little extra for that. There's some lights that's included, but if you want the extra lights, you have to pay extra. But that all adds to the vibe. But anyway, I just I just don't understand how they can go to that depth of lowballing is what I'm saying. And then, and then um the same, a lot thing, of people. Same, same thing that you were saying when I when the event happened, the DJ they got and they paid $150 to was a $150 DJ. You pay, <laughs> I mean, you, you pay for what you get, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to get cheap. Um you you mm -hmm. you you know, like I said, if you one hundred fifty dollar DJ. That's that's what you go get. You go get a hundred fifty dollar DJ. You go get that hundred and fifty dollar you know work. And um, I'll tell you something. Um, and then a lot of times, Miss Sharon, uh, there's you know, and Dennis, there's a lot of cats that will you know say, and I've I had to learn this because you know the DJ game is dirty too. It's a dirty game. Um, mm -hmm. You you have you know you'll have somebody come to you say you're throwing a party. And they'll know that I'm on the, you know, that I'm doing the venue. I got the, I got the gig and a cat will come to you and say, well, you know, what you paying Jay will? And you might say, oh, you know, we go pay him a thousand dollars, you know, for the gig. Well, well, I can do it for 500, you know? And then now in your mind, you're like, Ooh, I can pay him 500. Don't pay Jay will a thousand. Now I got $500 more in my pocket, you know, but it's the quality of work that you go get, you know what I mean? And so, I always, um, I always try to sign contracts right out of the gate, um, so that to lock people in, you know what I mean, to lock you into the actual event. Even if your event gets canceled, you know, I'll get a, I'll get you to sign the contract and give me a deposit. And that deposit, say if, if something happens and your and your uh, uh, party gets canceled, we you, we can take that deposit and push it to the next event, you know. But deposits aren't refundable. You know, but we can push it to the next event. So just so that won't happen, because people I've noticed that people at the last minute, 
you know, if somebody comes and say, well, I'll do it cheaper, you know, they'll, oh, okay, well, yeah, Jay, we don't need you, you know, for Saturday or whatever. So I, I always try to get my contract signed and, and get mm-hmm. that deposit. Immediate, immediately. 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 That's, a, that's a good thing to have right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, immediately. Yeah. Good, good thing. DJing without contracts is like suicide. You suicide. Suicide. Suicidal. You cannot how do long, that. How long have you been using contracts? For, for, since the beginning. I mean, since the beginning, because, you know, uh, it's so much, it's so much that can happen when you, when you DJ in a game. I mean, a fight could break out. Somebody, you know, cast could fall into your equipment and, and tip over your table. You know what I mean? Like there's just so somebody could come up and, and spill a drink, you know what I'm saying? On your mixer, on your turntables. Um, it, it's just, there's a lot that can go wrong. So, you know, when you, when people, when for, for us, you know, when you sign the contract, you know, we're, well, I'm, I'm going to hold you liable. You know what I mean? If, if the fight breaks out and your security, you know, can't control it and my equipment gets messed up, then you, you're paying for that equipment, you know? Oh, oh most definitely. Look, mm-hmm. karaoke, you know, everybody's dancing, feeling good, drinking, mm-hmm. and, and some people can't handle their liquor, they're singing, and mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world was when people went when when it became popular to start dropping the mic intentionally there wow. was a rash of shows uh, mm-hmm. i kid you not where somebody mm-hmm. would invariably sing whether they sounded good or not and then just boom drop the mic like that and reggie like ho 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 mm-hmm. and so i became like an enforcer on some people like oh no you paying for this mic this is this it that's no, it. get out. You got to go. You got to lead the show. You you just yeah. that's equipment. Hey, some of them, you know, some of those cordless mics, some of them. You don't know what kind of mics, mics we have. Three hundred dollars, you know, four hundred dollars. Yeah. You I'm just like, drop what, it. What you doing? It's not mm-hmm. cute. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, too late. Sorry, my ass. Sorry. We had the R and B had to start putting right on the little slips. Hey, you drop the mic, you paying. That's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. So anyway, what, what, what name a time was something crazy though happened to you while you were DJing? Like something just just wild and crazy, unexpected. You standing yeah, there doing like your gig, and yeah, somebody come up even... to you saying something wild or something doing something wild I'm under the table yeah, or anything. I... I don't even know if I can say that on, on this show. Oh, man. you can I say it as a side joint. Go ahead and say it. Tell, yeah. them about them twins that, tell them about them twins that flash you in Oakland. Oh, no. Nah, it's worse than that, man. Yeah. Um, you know, women can be a little, uh, especially if they want you to play a certain song, they can be a little uh, extreme with it. Some women, especially if they've uh, had a little too much to drink. So. I mean, I've been, I've been groped, I've been groped, I've been stroked, I've been, you know, yeah. Welcome to Willie's Bar. Welcome to Willie's Bar. Welcome to Willie's Bar, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's the side jump. I thought this was a side jump. This the podcast. This is how the podcast got down with the side (laughs) jump. Yeah, nah, yeah, I've, uh, yeah. I've I've come in contact with some interesting people um, just through Dijan. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> I had a DJ uh-huh. friend. A friend of mine said that he was 
he was doing a gig and uh what he didn't know is that they had prostitutes in the back room didn't know anything about it right mm -hmm. and so he's standing there doing the gig and all of a sudden the party got raided oh i'm like you the party got raided he's like the party got raided it was a raid going down in the middle mm -hmm. of his set yes <laughs> did they arrest him no they didn't arrest okay. him because i mean you know i mean they questioned him but they did not mm -hmm. arrest him he said yep yeah, he, he said, done. I don't even I don't even know these people. They just hired me to do a gig. This I don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've done parties for, for porn stars, strippers. Mm. Like it's it's yeah, I've seen seen some uh interesting things over the years. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have, especially as far back as you go. Right. The 80s. Right. The 80s right. was wild. 80s, 90s, 2000s. And the 90s like, was worse. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and see, Ms. Sharon, what you like, see, like you were just saying, like bringing two laptops, we were bringing wax, we were bringing vinyl. Mm -hmm. So there, it, just depending on what kind of party it was, we were bringing from five to seven milk crates of, of records. So, right. you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a lot of, you know, lifting and, you know, you might have to go up some stairs. You know, I've I've done events where the, 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 the I had uh, to bring your own speakers too. It was some yeah. Back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. speakers. Yeah. The 18, 18, he, he, he 18 inch speakers Vegas. too. Yeah. Yeah. See now, mm -hmm. now with the mobile DJ, uh, it it's made it. They've made it for the mobile DJ to be efficient. Everything is light. You know, the speakers are light. Uh, you know, all your equipment is light, so that you can just kind of get in and get out. But you know, back then, I mean, we used to travel with two eighteen inch Surin Vega. You know, it would literally take two of us to get down, lift it, put it up on the tripod, you know, like that, mm -hmm. that was grueling, you know, and then after the party, you got to, you know, you got to take down, you got to put it in your car and you got to get home. It's never, ever go leave your equipment in the car, you know, just in case somebody broke into your car. So you got to take all that out of the car. It, there was a lot to, to DJing in the, in the, well, I'll say the nineties and two thousands, mm -hmm. that, that was a lot. Yeah, and see, that's another reason why you should get paid well for what you do. Right, it's a lot right. involved. It's labor intensive uh, as well. Uh, so when you, if you compare DJing with the crates and digital DJing now, which which one did you prefer? Oh, good question. I think that um, it's way too easy now uh, with the with the digital. Uh, you know, you can because I've messed around with that stuff and basically you know, that computer will tell you what you can play next. It almost does it for you. And you're just pushing buttons. You're not really, you know, you're not really blending the music yourself. You know what I mean? Back when you, when you, when you're DJing with wax on the turntables, I mean, you got to catch that beat at the right time where, you know, the beats are off and people are dancing and looking at you. I mean, you really, you know, I think it's very easy now and I'm not taking anything away from the DJs now. I'm just saying like, you know, times change and and i get it but um it's way easier to 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 blend your music and, and to have everything like right on time you know by using the computer so um yeah i will say i agree with you that it's easier now but here here's the difference between a deep with a dj like r&b that was on here earlier mm -hmm. i used to stand in the dj booth with him and watch him dj 
-hmm. and he would not do that it, mm -hmm. you can very easily just go to the software program and you are right just pick and let them do what no but he didn't do that mm -hmm. still, that's good that's this is why he is such a quality dj shout mm -hmm. out to dj rv who was here earlier on the side Big ups. Big ups. um because he doesn't just do that you would think that this man has crates and records with the mm. way he DJs, his sound mm. and everything sounds really authentic. It doesn't sound synth. What's, what's, it doesn't sound synthetic. It's right. not a synthetic sound. Mm. Like you, you, almost electronic, almost mm. two on beat. Mm. You know, because you know how it lines up the timing on the both of the tracks. Right. And going right. And switch it over. Yeah. Well, it's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And then he knows how to. He knows how to switch it he knows how to bleed it in mm -hmm. when it comes in slowly he does that mm -hmm. right his transitions are amazing mm -hmm. amazing and there are still people even with the help of digital can't get their transitions right i've heard it <laughs> and i'm just like scratching my head like what, what's going on right are you practicing so right and see you gotta practice you gotta yeah. like you know i, I would spend entire saturday afternoons you know what i mean like you know just in my room just just spinning spinning music and just you know i mean it, it, there has to be a passion if you know to djs out there if you just think that you can just show up and just play some music you got to be you got to have passion and you got to want to do it and you got to you got to want to you know you got to want it and if you don't really want it then uh, there's not much i can tell you you're right because there's a difference between supplying background music right. and dj in a party or an event right. Right. so the, the event planner has to decide do you just want background music mm -hmm. or do you want excitement driven by the music do you want mm -hmm. the music to become part of the ambiance of the event or do you just want the background because mm -hmm. if you just want the background i can do that too you know what i mean mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. put it on and pick tracks and do all and, you know that's the basic now, I'll tell you a funny. Right. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Let me hear the story. No, no. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I'm, I won't. I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name drop because I think it's kind of disrespectful. But um, one of our one of our biggest uh, radio stations uh, in the Bay Area is a 106.1 KMEL, and uh, we were doing we were doing this gig, and one of their top DJs. Uh, cool ass cat too, man. I really wish I could mention his name, but um, cool cat. He was kind of like he was gonna come and just kind of shout out, you know, talk about, you know, pretty much mention one hundred six point one KMEO radio. Um, I'm such and such and such and such. Y'all having a good time, you know? Kind of work the crowd a little bit for maybe ten to fifteen minutes, and they gave him five thousand dollars just to come in just because of his name just to come in and say i'm dennis holmes you know from 106.1 KMEL. y'all having a good time tonight so and and when he told me i i don't know how we, we were talking and he was like yeah because i thought he was gonna be there for the you know most of the party he was like man i'm, I'm be here for about 10 minutes man he's like i just you know collect my five thousand, and i was like oh and i think at that point i think i think we were only making like 1200 and I was like, you know what? I got a problem with this. And I, and it's no, it was no disrespect to him, you know, cause you know, 
he's on the radio every day. Everybody knows him. Not, you know, people don't know us like they know him. But when I was just like, you know, we got to, we got to start demanding more money, you know, because Mm -hmm. if you could just come show up for 10, 15 minutes and, you know, and then, and that's the funny thing. And then everybody was like, oh, you know, like uh, Dennis Holmes was there, you know, Dennis Holmes from Camille, he was there. No, he was just there for 10 minutes. (laughs) He wasn't there for the party. Honestly, that's what them promoters do. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, uh, and, and remember, we were talking about the lowballing situation. Right. I've heard, from, I've heard promoters say that they'll try to get people to come to their club, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll pay them about $15,000 for a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. But if they paid them the $60,000 to perform, you know, that was too much money. So what they do is this is their trick. Mm-hmm. They said they have them come for a walkthrough, they get them whatever they want to drink. Mm-hmm. And then while they and if they sit down and they chill for a minute and they start to drink a little bit too much, they'll have the DJ play one of their hit songs and give them a mic. Now you just got a guy that you're supposed to pay sixty thousand dollars to perform that song. He did it for fifteen. Right. Right. And that's why the low the low balling game is going to keep going like that mm-hmm. all the time. And the promoters never wreak the fucking uh, havoc of that shit. Mm-hmm. Never. That's that's lame though. That's but I see it. I see, you know, and then and then here's the flip side. You know, if you if you are giving me a bunch of drinks and and all of a sudden somebody puts some puts a mic in my hand and I don't want to perform my hit song, now everybody's mad at you know, like, well, oh okay, Jay will act like he was too good to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he could have spit a couple bars or whatever, but see, it's nobody always, knows it's the, always a look on you. Right. Then nobody knows the backstory to that. You know what I mean? That yeah, you only paid me fifteen thousand when you know I I, I demand sixty thousand, and then you know you just throw a mic in my hand, which we never even talked about. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I realized I realized that, and um, I didn't first I didn't realize until um I, I actually did security at an event, mm-hmm. and it was actually a Cardi B event, and mm-hmm. I think she wanted about fifty thousand dollars to mm-hmm. uh to do the do the concert. They tried to lowball her and only give her 20. So she came late, did her three songs, and rolled out. Yeah. And the people was mad. But mm-hmm. they don't know that she was lowballed because they right. didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to pay her what she was worth. If they'd have yeah. paid her what she was worth, she'd have did the radio promotion. She'd have promoted on her page. She did everything mm-hmm. they wanted her to do. And mm-hmm. more people there, but they don't want to pay you what you're worth. Right. Right. And I've been security. And, they don't want to pay us what we were. That's why I was like, Oh darn sure don't want to pay yeah. security. You gotta have good security. I mean that's just, people that work they the door. They, if they, you they work the get, door, uh, they don't want to pay you either. They don't want to pay the security no money. Uh, yeah, I had a um I've had a couple of partners that own, you know, bars and nightclubs and especially, you know, bars. Um and they say that that like that's the it's it's a it's a cold game because everybody is stealing from you. You know what I mean? You got your door guy, you know, he 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 made his ten dollar cover charge, but because these cats want to get in or they want to cut the line, now he's charging them a hundred dollars each. Then you got your bartender, you know, that porn over porn or just giving your alcohol away. Like everybody is stealing from you. And I don't, I don't it, see how that's stealing. If you want to uh, cut the line, but you're still paying the cover fee for the door. I well, I mean, because you're taking, because if, like I said, if I'm charging you $10, $20, but because the security, 
you know, like in Vegas, they do that. Like if you want to go into one of those clubs in Vegas, they may charge people $200 each just to get into that club. Well, that money's not going to the, it's, it's going in your pocket. It's not going to actually to the right, actual. But, 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 to, but the money that that's, see in my eyes, the money that's mm-hmm. supposed to be counted towards the door, all your door money is there. Mm-hmm. What I made was a whole extra side hustle over here for people sound, who wanted to jump the line. It sounds like you've done this before. Yeah, yes, I have. I've done this before. Yes, I have. I, but I just don't, like I said, I don't understand how this, how, this, how that part right there is the system. Now, if I'm the one that's taking the money at the door and I ain't give you all the money from the people that you're seeing in there, that, that 100% that's still. Right. That's 100% still. Right. But if I made a whole extra side hustle where I charged them $50 to, you know, $50 to jump the line, then that $50 to jump the line went to me and the motherfuckers that was there. I feel you. I still work with the crew. I feel you. You still got chill, whatever you charge to get in at the door. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Side deals with G Money. Ain't that what it is? Side deals with G Money. Man, cutting a side deal with G Money. Cutting a side deal with G Money. Side deals, man. And then one of my one of my my biggest pet peeves, man, are, are and you guys are talking about it with DJ R and B. Um, I hate, man, when a, when somebody will just stand there and try to tell you what to play all night. Like that's one of my biggest pet peeves because as a DJ, I'm in a zone. I'm trying to fill the room. I'm trying to you know keep the room. I'm trying to keep the party going. And then you got this dude or this female, hey, play this, play that. Hey, play this next. Hey, play that. You know, it's like, I'm the DJ, man. Let, let me DJ and just enjoy yourself. How do you how do you go to a party or how do you go to a club and sit there and tell the DJ, just stand next to the DJ and tell him what to play all night? You're not out there dancing. You're not out there partying. You know, you're not out, you're not, you didn't, you're not out there talking to a female or if you're female, you're not out there talking to a guy. You, you just stand. You you want me basically to play for play music for you all night, and I oh I hate that's one of my biggest pet peeves, and I I've told a, a lot of people to 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 back up, <laughs> like get away from me. Let 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 me work, you know. Yeah, I have to. So. I have to because like I said, I, I used to stand there with him in the DJ, in one place we used to we we used to do a lot. Um, was called the bar and the mm-hmm. dj booth was kind of up high mm-hmm. and so the little door that swings open had two steps up into the dj booth and so people mm-hmm. would come to the door knocking on it and i'm looking and like hey can you ask him if he'll play no he doesn't take requests yeah people people have actually tried to brush past me come up the steps and brush and i purposely was standing there to keep people away from them because right. they do it all the time and they would try to brush and i'm standing there like do you see my thick black ass standing here i'm not letting you <laughs> buy and no he's not taking requests <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> he'll tell you I, I tell you it was wild and i mean you they get that liquid courage and they feel like they should be able to say and ask and demand whatever and i'm like not having it not and that's exactly that's when, what it is. That's when Miss becomes somebody else. That's when I become the child. Because I'm like, uh, look at here. I said no. And you got two seconds to back up out this DJ booth <laughs> before I put you out. And I was serious about that. I was serious. So I get it. 
I had a guy and it, once. And when you're a great DJ, you can read the room. Right. You know right. what the people want. Right. You know right. what they want next. Right. Right. Yeah, I had a guy once. He kept trying to get me to play. Uh, he tr kept trying to get me to play this song. And um, I was like, my man, like, you know, he just kept asking me to play. And I said, my man, nobody's going to dance to this song. You know what I mean? And so I, he kept asking me, he asked me like 15, 20 times. I said, check this out, man. I'm going to play this song. And if nobody dances, I need you to give me $50. So he was like, bet. I dropped the song. Everybody looked at me, walked off the dance floor, and I made an announcement. You know what I mean? That this I, I singled him out, this gentleman right here, and begged me to play this song all night. You know, uh, I told him y'all wouldn't feel it. Now, I, I give me my money. You know, run me my money. And That's now let right. me get back. Let me get back to my, my scheduled programming right now to get this party back. You know what I mean? He paid me my paid exactly. me $50, though. But, you know, and I told him, man, get, get away from say. me. Yeah, get yeah. away from me, man. Because I'm I'm here playing. I'm here to to play. I'm here to play for the for the people. I'm not here to just play for you. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, those that's really all my questions, Dennis. You have any more questions for Jay Will? Jay Will, I know I want to know what's uh, some of your favorite songs to play. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you got like a get up song where you know you know what? Let me let me play this. This right here is how I fill out the room on this one right here. It just all depends. It all depends on the crowd the the age group um if i'm doing like an old school party for like the grown and sexy i uh, i love playing like uh got to give it up by marvin gay you know oh, what i mean oh, like shit. you know we go party you know i'm gonna drop some you know some parliament some funkadelic you know what i mean like i i like the you know it just all depends on on, on the crowd and the age you know um oh man it's so <laughs> It's so it's so much good music out there, but it, it's just got to be the right crowd. And 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 you can you can pretty much take over a party. I mean, I've I've had people come up to me after after a gig, just drenched in sweat. Like, man, I couldn't leave the dance floor. Man, you was just dropping just heat, just one after the other. Man, I couldn't leave. Man, like this. Man, I had the, the best time tonight. And and for for me. You know, and I see people out there partying and, and having a good time and, and laughing and hugging and dancing. That 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 just lets me know that I'm doing my job. Man, that's good. That what's is, that? that what's that one? Man. What's that one song that you know that you end up playing at almost every gig of a certain type, of course, that you know you're gonna end up playing at almost every gig that you get. That one song that's gonna bring the crowd. That one song probably flashlight for real flashlight by funkadelic yeah flashlight yeah, that's my favorite yeah. parliament song ever man <laughs> <laughs> i mean you drop that when you drop that people go you know again just depending on the crowd it can't be no young crowd but if you drop that for a nice mature crowd people go lose their minds you, you drop that flashlight you know uh some knee deep you know some yeah yeah, I yeah. like ED too, but that flashlight. Soon as yeah. soon as that soon as that guitar riff come on, it's it's a, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you, for me, the one song that I noticed that a DJ will play, and all generations of people will come out on the dance floor, 
and this is one of Dennis's favorite songs. So I know uh-oh. this is true. Uh oh, uh oh. And that's and that's cameos candy. Oh when, they, when when a DJ, I don't care if it's a black DJ, white, it doesn't matter man. if the crowd black, what if if they put candy on, people are actually coming out on the floor. And it surprised me at first because I didn't think that these younger, younger, like in their twenties, right. I didn't think that they even knew about the song. Right. But because of certain movies that we and we all know what the movies right. are. Right, of recent right, right. years has it in the soundtrack i i believe that that has contributed to its popularity but you put that you put candy on people are out on the floor you put candy on i agree i agree before i let go uh before oh yeah I let go, Little frankie um, beverly frankie beverly and Mays. that's another yeah. one people gonna yeah. go out on the floor and it don't matter what the age is right but candy right. boy that's that's the one yeah Whew. See, it's, a, it's so much, and that's the thing, though, Miss Sharon, is that like you got all this new music now, right? And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna diss, you know, the music that's out there, because I, I do listen to it, but 20 years from now, you, people are still gonna be listening to "Before I Let Go" and "Flashlight." Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna be listening to the music that's being played today, you know what I mean? And unless it's just mm-hmm. that age group, but it's like you said. Like when you grow up, like I grew up in the house with my parents, you know, playing music and listening to music. So that's where I think my love came for, you know, Mm -hmm. for music. But so, Mm -hmm. I mean, people still party to to the 80s music and the 90s music. You know what I mean? Like ain't ain't, ain't nobody listening to Soldier Boy. I mean, I hate to just throw it out there, but even his fan base ain't even listening to that crap no more because it was garbage. You know, he Mm -hmm. made a lot of money as far as on the internet and all that, but and, you know, you, you know, it, it was nobody, hot at the time. At the it time, was right now. It. it was right, right now. Just, that's it. But it's not that's legendary. It. And see, not, that's yeah. that's what we're missing. We're missing legendary artists, mm-hmm. music right. that's going to be timeless, mm-hmm. that people are going to be singing forever. And I'm going right. to I'm going to tell you this, too. This is a reason why I believe that Beyonce is a great artist and people who hate her, hate her. And that's fine. But people so, are going to be singing her songs, are going to be singing her songs 20, 30, 40 years from, they're going to still be singing her songs because they're catchy. The writing is not bad. Mm-hmm. And the music is good. The tracks are good. Mm-hmm. You can understand. I don't think I've ever heard anybody saying. say they hate Beyonce. Oh, I know a lot of people that can't stand. Can't stand it. And if you, and if you go like on Mary any of these, lives, if, you, but... if you go on any of, any of these like musical based, Facebook groups, if you go in any of them and you have a poll or they're talking about greatest whatever, and somebody says Beyonce, they come out. Oh, she's trash. I'm like, I have a friend. There's a friend of my sisters and I who said that all of Beyonce's music sounds the same. (laughs) I'm like, hold up. I mean, see, she, I wish she, she would is get back intentional to about R&B all music, her music though. sounding differently. And you right. sit up here and say all her music sounds the same. No, right. lady. What's wrong with your ear? <laughs> I wish she would get back to just making just R&B music. It's like her music, Beyonce's music changed to almost like a more worldly type, you know, sound. And I just wish right. she would just get back to just some good R&B, like her very first album with the Me, Myself, and I. Mm-hmm. 
And I just wish she would get yeah. back to just making good R&B, you know, music. Mm-hmm. But I get it. You got to grow as an artist. And you're right. on when you once you go on that world, that, that, that big stage, that worldwide stage, I get it. But, you know, what's, just give me some good R&B, though. What's your favorite kind of gig to, to do? Like you, you got corporate gigs, you got weddings, you have right. graduation parties, you have private parties, corporate parties, uh, you know, some music concerts, being a DJ for me. What's your favorite kind of gig to do as a DJ? I, I like I like weddings. I like weddings. I like really cool weddings, though. I've I've done some amazing weddings where just the wedding just turns into like it almost turns into a club. You know what I mean? Like after mm-hmm. you know the the bride and groom, you know after they do all the things that they need to do from taking pictures to you know the bouquet toss and all that. Like I've done some amazing weddings, man, where the, the people just want to party all night long. Um, uh, and then I like and then I also like doing the club scene, like. You don't make as much money, you know, doing clubs, at least for me, I didn't, but I, you know, DJing at at certain clubs, not just any club, but, you know, if you, if you got a, if you DJ at a good club with a good crowd, it, 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 that's pretty fulfilling too, as a DJ. Um, People want to come and party and no knuckleheads, you know, cats not, you know, mean mugging or stepping on somebody's shoe and you know just I, I, I try to stay away from all that um but I, I gotta say weddings and uh nightclubs definitely mm-hmm. definitely well I'm glad to say uh um I'm in love with this man this was a, a damn good show I've had a good time um shout out to DJ R&B DJ yeah. will coming through the coming through the building. This is our this is our first of many episodes of Goddamn That DJ Made My Day. We will have more mm-hmm. DJs on. We will be bringing DJs back for the Goddamn That DJ Made My Day reunion. So make sure y'all tune in and stick out for that. Um, Ms. Yeah. Shane, you got any final words? My final words is respect the DJ. Pay the DJ what they're worth. Don't stamp on the DJ. Um, I wish I could start a DJ union for them because that's how mm-hmm. that's how adamant I am about it. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about my pet. I don't know where my passion for DJs came from, but it started years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just think uh, I just love DJs. I love watching them work. I think there's a well, I know there is a skill to it and everybody can't do it. I couldn't do it as well mm-hmm. as I think I know music. I don't think I would be a good DJ. You know, everybody can't do that. And when you got a good one, support that DJ. Get Make sure that your all your friends know that the DJ is a good one. Mm-hmm. Get him booked. Help the DJ, him or her, get booked. Help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's, we don't want it to be, it's, it's already somewhat a lost art. Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to get lost altogether. Right? which is a, a, you know, exactly. another reason why I appreciate you, Jay Will, because I can mm. tell you are a gifted DJ. You are a real DJ. Thank you. Thank R&B, you. the same thing. He mm-hmm. is a real DJ. And yeah, I just I'd like have to talk more with that dude, too. Guys. Oh, yeah, I'll I'd connect like you. I'd like to sit on the talk. I'll yeah, I'd like you. to talk to him. Yeah, I'll connect you because like a cool he's, cat. He's, he's one of them real ones. He's one mm-hmm. of the real ones. I can tell. 
I could tell. Mm -hmm. And he's a, I mean, he is, he's the best damn DJ. When I first heard him DJ, really DJ, um, I was blown away. And you know, I'm an old lady. I don't get blown away by very many people. <laughs> he blew me away. And I was like, this dude is the truth. Right. So right. my final words is that support the DJs, respect the DJ, support, respect, appreciate, pay them, do all of that. Appreciate the DJ, man. That's we it. don't want That's that it. to be, we don't want that skill to go away. Teach nah. the youngsters how important it is. So, so there'll be, you know, we can continue this on. You yeah, gotta do it. I agree. We don't want them to fade out like shoe repairmen. You can't find nobody to fix shoes no more because they don't have anybody that's learning the art. And I'm right. serious. This is a real problem here in Durham. I don't know about where you are, but it's starting, well, starting to close the, up and dry up. The funny <laughs> thing is with the shoe repair, I've noticed that they're all like extremely old. You know what right. I mean? Like you, you don't see no, you know, you don't see no young people repairing shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you heal breaks. They don't want to learn. They don't want to yeah. learn the art. They, they I, the, the shoe repair people I go to, they got to be 80s in their 80s, <laughs> husband and wife. Yeah. And yeah. they can't find their kids don't want to learn it. And mm -hmm. so I asked them, who what's gonna happen to your business is well, if y'all pass it, they're like it's just gonna close because nobody yeah. wants to learn it. All right. So I'm like, hey, somebody need to go talk to the people at one, two, shoe renew and learn mm -hmm. the business to continue their business if you're listening today. But yeah. that's that's it. That's my final. That's a lot of final words, Dennis. I'm sorry, but I just I'm really passionate about about DJs. I just believe in DJs. I just think they're cool people. Pay them, pay them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Pay them. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, God bless. Continue your great day.